0: So I'm, I'm, I'm delighted and excited to be joined by Mattio from Caligram, who are on the verge of releasing their new album, Position Momentum, on the 11th of July, which is like two weeks away. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you uh, taking the time out to sit with me for a while and chat.
1: Thank you, Joy. Pleasure.
0: Awesome. I'll just give a quick shout out to uh, Will Collins from uh, Prosthetic who uh, arranged this. Good good friend Will and a uh, very nice guy. So shout out. I mean, <clears throat> first of all, we're talking about this album, which is coming out soon. The first thing before we get into the music itself is the the artwork itself is fairly striking. And I'm not one for art. If someone okay. says, let's go to an art gallery, um I would have no interest, but when it's on a metal album and it's like that, it's actually like looking at the screen, you know, the screen art yeah, yeah. feel to it. Like, talk to me about it. I mean, like, what? what is it, the image?
1: So actually, um, it's, it's a fun story. Uh, when we decided to work with Deborah Shidi, because we worked with her already on our second EP, Ask This in 2017, we kind of dig her art. We do what she does. She does all this kind of weird stuff. They can't really know what is it. Like it looks human, but then there's something, you know, creepy, eerie about it. So we, when we put the album, we just got in touch with her and we said, "Listen, that's the album we do. This is the the concept. Just come up with whatever you feel like would be a good fit for for the album." So we didn't give her any instruction. We just said, "Just do what you just just do your thing." After explaining what the album was about, it was about chaos and darkness, and that's what she did actually, it took quite a few days, probably not even a week, and then she came up with this amazing album, amazing um, cover.
0: And And did you give her any music? Sorry? Did you give her any of the music?
1: Yeah, she did, but mainly uh, she looked into the the lyrics and the the concepts, so we... We didn't really have nothing in mind, to be honest. We only wanted to to, to show chaos and, and darkness. And sometimes it can be quite cheesy to do something like that because you always end up doing the same subjects. In metal, there's plenty of cheesy, uh, you know, uh, imagery, and, and you know, it it can be quite easy to be cheesy in metal. So. And she's not. She does this kind of stuff that's not proper metal. It's just something just weird. Yeah. So we just gave her give her a shout and she did this and we're like, yeah, this is amazing. I don't know what is that. I mean it looks like a person, but there's something that you don't really get about it. And we thought, yeah, this this works. It's perfect.
0: I, I think that's sort of what is so striking because you can't really it sort of looks like a person with their face being sucked off yeah. by us and you can't really comprehend what's going on which I think yeah. is why it works so well um, so I mean you obviously gave the brief the music's dark and this is what they've come up with uh, what she's come up with which is you know it's brilliant the, the album itself um, I mean I don't know if Will I sent on Will a copy of my review um, I don't know if you've read it um, I think the album is brilliant and I've said Thanks. And quote, it'll be the best black metal album coming out of the UK this year. Um thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Um like I know there's other like styles in there in, in the the album itself, but for me, like I'm a huge black metal fan, and the black metal really does shine through immensely, is what what I latch on to. Um now, compared to the last album, uh, I mean, sorry, your debut, yeah, The Eyes of the First Circle, was there much difference in terms of making this album? I mean, like, was there a different direction you wanted to take? Because for me, your debut is very dense compared to this, yeah, which yes. is quite, quite real strange to say when you put them together.
1: Yeah, there's definitely something that changed. There was a, uh, a switch between last album and this one. With this one we really wanted to go, let me say, proper black metal, because we we, we have a huge black metal influence in what we do. We, we do lots of blast beats and those kind of dissonance riffs, so we kind of sit in the black metal area, but with this one we really wanted to explore the black metal uh, spectrum more than what we did before. We wanted to sound more chaotic more violent darker and we started writing the album with that in mind we really wanted to do a black metal album and also for example uh di people's album it was black metal in 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 a broad perspective but i think it has some influences from you know the hipster Black metal movement, which I love, by the way. I'm fan yeah, yeah. And I fucking love the Favon and all the hipster black metal stuff. We wanted to sort of go back to, you know, to to the, let me say, the true, the true black metal fire, yeah, yeah. or whatever you can call it. So we didn't really want to uh, to do a, a concert either because the concert may sound too you know, too pretentious, we only go for violence, only go for darkness so that was what brought us to deliver this album because we really wanted to explore the black metal in a deeper way than we did before and yeah, so I'm, I'm very happy that you you, you like it it's being you a black metal fan because we always had this problem of black metaler not really digging us I mean, they, they like us but there's always something missing because if you listen to, I don't know, any proper black metal bands and then listen to us, there's something that you don't find in us if you find in a proper black metal band because we got D-Beats and we, got D-Beat and we got other weird stuff that can be a bit weird for black metal fans. But that's why I appreciate you being a black metal fan and, and liking the album because it's important for us.
0: I mean, black metal fans can be very particular like you you I'm sure you're aware like unless it's true black metal spelled t r p e you know the true yeah you know, yeah they can be very particular and unless the production is recorded like it's underwater they have no. yeah. <laughs> um, but what I mean from the the opening of this album from your opening vocals it's very obvious that this is going to be a venomous album and you have the black metal roots in there and we'll come to your vocals in a minute but from when i was listening to it being a black metal fan and growing up around you know listening to the likes of mayhem gorgeroth Satyricon, all of that the pace of it and the franticness of the album drew me back to sort of mayhem's chimera order okay yeah, absolutely sort of, yeah yeah because 100%. it's that intense and um, like your vocal style as well is very unique in terms of your, and you correct me if I'm wrong but what, from what I'm hearing is you're taking loads of different styles like and the one that stood out for me specifically was Gal from Gorgoroth those sort of like higher screeches if you know what I mean
1: yeah but thank you. I mean, <laughs> I'm speechless. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I, I don't really have like um, uh, a reference that I follow like strictly. In terms of vocals for this album, I tried to do one thing, which was, um, you know, when you when you record the vocals, it's kind of it's natural to follow the pattern of the music, to follow maybe the the drums, so. You know, puts the the, the accents on a rhythmical level, so blah, 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 blah. so I try not to do that. I try to explore a different way of, of, you know, creating a vocal line almost like it's more flowing, so not following the, the pattern underneath. So mm-hmm. the music goes one way and the vocals go another way, like it's almost out of sync. Because that I think he adds to the idea of chaos and he adds to the idea. Of you know uh, the darkness and instability they want to communicate. Uh, so that in in, in that sense, you now thinking about it, maybe because that that is what God does, especially with with uh, God's weird. So hmm. probably yeah, there's been some uh, unconscious influence yeah, by yeah. God. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I really wanted to explore that way of doing music because otherwise you end up being like a hardcore uh, singer that really follows the group it has the all the lines has to be very rhythmic and following the drum beats but in black metal usually vocals they should be more free to explore to be you know not bound to any pattern but just more, almost like you spoken you're speaking on the top of the music so yeah that was an I mean, experimentation we did
0: And that's black metal for me in a nutshell as well is that black metal for me is never perfect in terms of, you know, when you see it live, the sound isn't always perfect. Like for example, I saw Mayhem at the weekend in Norway and compared to record, they sounded dreadful, but that's the beauty of seeing bands like that live. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm
1: with you. Uh, To be honest with you, I'm also a, a black metal fan. Uh, I listen to weird black metal, so in which the the, the, the idea of hating uh, the groovy part is, even, it is even stronger. For example, I love Passage um, Diver or Badet cocoon, xaxx so in which everything is so muddy and you can't understand anything, but you only get that feeling you you don't get oh what kind of noise is he playing what oh he's done this and that no you don't get any of that but you get the feeling the 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 scary feeling and also melancholy you can explore lots of different uh, emotions in black metal and that's why I like it and that's why I find groove music always quite boring so technical death metal or anything that's too groovy it's too clear. To me, it ends up being quite boring and I get bored of it straight away. And black metal is not like that. And I think black metal bands should avoid the groove as much as they can because groove is fucking boring. From my point of view, at least.
0: (laughs) I mean, you mentioned there, it's a very good point about um, emotions when you listen to black metal and it is a very difficult genre to get in a lot of people dismiss it straight away because mainly because of the production or the vocals <laughs> um but I mean I find it like I've been I've been having a gogoth binge the last week and it just for people who are into it it there is a very you know you 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 do get very emotionally attached to it and I'm just wondering when you're making this album for you and the rest of the band, uh, was it an emotional attachment? And Because as well at the same time, it's not 100 miles an hour all the, t- all the time, this album. Like if you take the the, the final track, which uh, apologies, I can't pronounce it, Seminario Detti. Yeah, spot on. Perfect. Uh, perfect. <laughs> um, Influence. <yeah, laughs> we have done this in Italian. <laughs> um, but, but that last track does have a mellow, mellow, mellow part, which I yeah. like to... Uh, Shining from Sweden, their eerie cold era. So you're bringing all these sort of emotions into this album. Like for you, making the album, how was it?
1: Well, that's that's a interesting point actually, because it goes down to uh, how you see music compared to your emotion. I I don't really think that music is um, the mean to. Express your emotion. It's not. It's not a tool that you use to express to let anyone. Everyone know how you feel. Mm-hmm. So I reckon that, um, of course, how you feel ends up in the music because that, that's part of what you do. So if, if you if you're in a certain mood, definitely that mood will end up being in the music. Some sorts of details. But um, in general, I think that I see music and emotion too different things because and i said that before um you know people talk about music like a cathartic system that they used to, to to feel better and it's all this all the idea of this art uh, the artist that is you know troubled and is and is sexy because he's troubled and he puts all his sadness into music and music helps him being better feeling better i think that's bullshit i don't think that's you can't really use music for that purpose. Music is not a tool. Music happens and, and just, it just happens. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to, it doesn't need to have an, a name or, or a purpose. It happens. You are the purpose for the music. You are the tool for music mm-hmm. to happen. So, of course, the, the emotion you feel will end up in the, in the album. So you need to work on your emotion before starting doing the music. So when we did this album, actually it might sound weird but we were all in a far better place mentally than last time and i think you can kind of get it because if you if you feel i mean not amazing but if you feel okay with you you can explore better even the deepest uh, parts of human personality so you can be more angry when you do music you can explore the violence and the darkness in a better way but if you're not 100 good with yourself or i mean if you're not in a good place mentally you kind of you know you 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 can't move as much as you would in this album we were in a very good place mentally so we could do as depressing as possible because we, we were happy let me let me say happy in a way
0: I mean, that's fascinating you say that because I mentioned about The Eye being um, a very dense album and uh, claustrophobic in, yeah. in, a, in a sense. And it makes sense what you're saying, you know, you, you guys were, or you or whoever, were not in a good place. And then this album, you were, because when you put them side by side, it now makes sense because this one really comes out of the traps at 100 miles an hour. And it's like you're. You know relieved that you can put this out there
1: yeah yeah and also there's something else if you if you look in the the title of last album we are di so if you got an eye that means the subject so there's a there's a specific perspective on reality and that perspective kind of limits the way you can move because you got that single perspective in this album we don't have any subject we don't have anyone moaning we don't have any singular perspective of reality so we can explore reality any way we want because we, we had no limits no bounds to, to follow or to be restricted from and that is what probably made the difference in terms of of uh, you know songwriting lyrics yeah
0: okay then so let me put you on the spot now how happy are you with this album I mean you're you're gonna say you're happy, of course you are, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like really, put yourself in sort of if you weren't in the band, but you heard the eye and you're now hearing this album for the first time, like what would you how happy is
1: it you're talking me as a yeah, a yeah, like me or the bands, but both both well, we were both extremely excited for this album because it came out better than we ever expected, because when we we entered the studio, we had a blurry idea of what we wanted to create. But then, you know, you start the recording and then music takes its own path. And you just watch it happens, basically. And the way it happened, it was uh, satisfying, let's say, (laughs) we we were very, very excited, We very happy. We couldn't, I think right now is the best version of ourselves we ever been, and we also have this thing. We always try to push ourselves to the limits. So every time we, we write music, we try to, to do a step further. We we never see on the same comfort zone as, as before. And I think that this album, we, all of us, all of us managed to 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 take a big step ahead, and and you know, take everything, you know harder, harder way, and uh, we, we go into new territories that we really have explored before. Even We got even more confidence about, for example, the use of trumpets and stuff that you, you don't usually see in black metal, so it could be easy to, again, being cheesy, because it's, it's always risky to put uh, unusual instruments into something that's quite specific rules, so you can end up being something good, will be something awful and terrible and pretentious. So I think that as a band right now, we also have the confidence that tell us, yeah, we, we, we can do it. We, we we can put a trumpet on a black metal song and fuck people what they think, but we think it's good. <laughs> that's,
0: that's such a great attitude to have as well, because like I was going back to my original point of black metal fans being very much... It's a four-piece band, tremolo, blast beats, nothing else. Yeah. But music is progressing so much these days within each genre. Like, you know, taking Empyre and Triumphant, for example, just absolute left field in terms of that. And to put, like you said, trumpets on an album, on your second album, which, you know, is a, is a bold move. Um, but I think it works brilliantly. And I likened it to White Ward, you know, the band from Ukraine,
1: Uh, I heard about them I think yeah I
0: think I heard about them yeah so like that I mean I'm all for having weird and wonderful stuff on music and it works perfectly on the album so you know kudos to yourselves for having the I don't know. Balls yeah, old.
1: sometimes you have to be bold. Sometimes in, in music, I think sometimes you, you you need to try stuff out. Otherwise, you end up doing the same thing for 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 years, and people get, get bored of it. So it's, it's good to be bold sometimes. You have to be bold sometimes, but at the same time, you need to, to to know when is the right moment to do it and how to do it. Otherwise, you end up being like just just a dickhead trying to piss people off, and which is fine in a way, but. I guess you could do something more than that
0: but you, you're absolutely right like you could have just gone on every track and put trumpets yeah exactly yeah it been like this works on one track let's do it for all of them but you've used it in a way that it, out of context probably is the easiest way to explain you know the way the rest of the album flows but it's a nice break in the pace to be able to do that once the album and i want you to be honest now right once the album was mixed, mastered, and you had the final copy, and the whole, I assume the whole band sat down and had a listening party in someone's flat yeah. or whatever. Was there any parts of you or any of the band who went, we should have maybe changed that here or there, or were you 100% happy with the final product?
1: No, as far as I'm aware, we were all super happy about it sounding. We were almost, almost too happy, almost surprised on how good how it sounded. So we probably didn't have enough, you know, uh, we were lucid enough to understand, to have a clear perspective of it because we were all so happy about it. We couldn't believe what we were listening to. So, yeah. But then again, if you ask the same question, the same question in six months time,
0: yeah.
1: I, might, I might change my answer. Because uh, our bands it's called this thing that always write stuff, we're always writing new things. So, new material becomes old in like three weeks yeah. and that with the fact that we always try to push ourselves forward so next music that we're gonna i mean gonna write in a couple of months hopefully we will sound even months. better <laughs> yeah i mean the, the writing process is like it goes it goes it goes straight away so if you ask me the same question in like a couple of months or i mean let's say let's say five months let's be fair if i months, I might tell you, ah, oh, maybe that part or it should have been better, or maybe that... But right now, in this very moment, we couldn't. I, 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 couldn't tell you about any any parts that we're not happy with or should have been better. We're not be happy about it, hundred percent.
0: Ah, as well, you should be as well. I mean, you, you, you play these songs live, and. Then maybe after a while you'll be like, ah, that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that absolutely. Level. Yeah. Maybe and you, you, the lyrics are in Italian. Yeah. Um, any particular reason for that? Because you know you're you're based in London. Um, <laughs> excuse me. You're playing a lot of shows around the UK, and you know a lot of bands, even when they're from Europe, like Germany, etc., sing in English. Um, yeah. Is there any particular reason why you decided to have an it Italian? Uh, well, it started by... It was, a, it was a random
1: thing. We When we dropped the... when we did the second EP, Ask Isis, there was one song in, in Italian, and after that, after recording that song, we sort of realized that the the flow was, was better in a way. It sounded better. I, I can't tell you what was that that was better, but there was something that probably felt more natural about it. And also I think that as, as a singer, even though when you sing and scream, no one understands what you say, so I, I, could, I could just say anything and people wouldn't <laughs> yeah. really understand anyway. But as a singer, uh, not having to stress about pronunciation and you know any that kind of Oxford English Stuff that sometimes can be, it can get in your head. So maybe, oh, thinking about the way you pronounce the, the the word, and then maybe you lose you lose other aspects of it. That would probably help me in focusing more in delivering the 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 lyrics. So, but anyway, it sounded better. And when we did that after we said, you know what? It it just it just probably that's the way it is. Also. And that's what Tim, our guitarist, said. Um, in metal, especially in black metal, there's so many uh, recurrent words and themes. Like in English, it can be a bit o- over- over- overdone. it you got death, skull, blood. Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Demon, one.
1: Satan. So mm. it can be sometimes, again, it can be not cheesy, but it's over the same thing because, I mean, we're not in the 90s anymore, so we should evolve lyrically as well. And if you keep on talking about Satan and the blood and the sacrifice, so it was good in, um, to explore other languages, to explore other words, other sounds. So that will probably add more, you know, make the band more unique in a way, because now we got this this thing. we are the band that, sings in Italian and in black metal is not that common. There was a few bands in Italy that sang in it, black metal band that sang in Italian. But there was like quite unique things to do. So we thought yeah it sounds good. It, if it gave us goods he had us to he has a layer of personality to the band. So let's let's go with it. And everyone was good with it. So yeah. we
0: could. And <clears throat> obviously being on prosthetic um very good label releasing some tremendous bands uh, at the moment like yeah. very strong like being amongst that roster must be quite humbling yeah when,
1: when we found out that they, they wanted to to produce us we were like what the hell like i mean the same band that produced Napam death no sorry um uh Lame of god and gujira I was like, oh, this, this is a dream dream come true. And then also the guys are amazing. They've been so helpful and they support us. They give you, they back you up on every single uh, thing you do. Uh, you know, you, you feel part of a family, you know, like you, you don't feel like you just left out with your, with your album and do what you want to do. They support you. They are always in touch, always open to ideas, um, ready to help. So it's it's incredible. And to think about that, I mean, this guy is so easy going. At the same time, they had those bands in the booster. is like it's incredible.
0: Yeah, it really is. Like Will sends me so many promos across and it's just like, he's like, I think you'll like this one. I think you'll like this one. It's just like he's very rarely wrong that he puts an album across my path. It's like, yeah. yeah, this is really good. Um, so the album itself. Then, what's
1: your favorite song? Uh, I would go for "Ustani," which is the third single, the trumpet one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why that's how we call it right you now. So, uh, yeah, because it's the one that is the boldest one again, because we we put the trumpet, also because it's got this large uh, open part. Melancholic as well, because another thing in this album we learn to how to to go and to manage the intensity with the calming part, and I think in that album in that song specifically we did it quite well. it, it, it it's got a good flow between the very blast beats, heavy, super uh, fast parts, and the parts in which everything comes down and melancholy can be, you know, the the main and emotion so I will go for, for that one.
0: And then you're heading out on tour uh, later. Oh, sorry, late summer, early September? Oh yeah
1: we got, we got a few dates at the, end, at the end of July. Again the main problem we're not having more dates was that the album is you know it's gonna go out it's coming out uh, mid-July so to be booked by festival that's too late because festival if you wanna if they wanna book you, they need to have the album ready and they need to see how well it's doing. With album being out on um, half July, they won't be able to 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 make any judgment on that. So they will have to judge about uh, on, on the the previous album which came out in the middle of pandemic and no one gave a shit. So that's why we didn't get many many live. But we, we're we planning on on doing a, a tour in october for sure and then next year next year's gonna be it's gonna be the one on,
0: on the road i Maybe. see you're doing uh sheffield date with mastiff in support yeah mastiff
1: mm-hmm. playing with
0: yeah. bernard as well Burner. yeah oh wow like yeah, mastiff probably. released their album uh is it give me the ashes of the Earth" or something like that not mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago and uh I spoke to Jim,
1: the lead singer. He's such a nice guy. He's so he's, genuine-like. He's, no, he is a nice dude. Yeah, he's like, he's massive. <laughs> yes. He can be intimidating, but then towards him, is like super funny and, uh, and kind. He's, yeah. Th- those guys in massive are just lovely. We we actually went on tour with them uh, last year, I guess, or two years ago, can't remember. But yeah, very funny guys and amazing human beings. And, fucking good musicians yeah. so yeah
0: they make very heavy music very heavy uh, so you, you're going to do a few dates this year and then next year is it going to be like a full European tour uh,
1: hopefully I mean the uh, thing is me and Tim we, we, we teach so we don't have like you know our availability for day off from work is not like amazing oh. so we, we need to to carefully assess where we can tour or not. But usually, we always go through during, in April. We got a couple of weeks in April, then we got a week in May, and then you got all summer. So oh. definitely, hopefully, we're going to have more, more festival next year, and then probably like solid tours in Europe, hopefully.
0: What sort of festivals would you be looking to
1: play? Well, Arc Tangent. Would be, I think, would be a good fit for us because we are weird, so we're not like a proper deaf, uh, black metal band, and we, I think we f- we will sit well with 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 yeah, the with, with the bills. But yeah, I mean, right now any any festival any festival is good. <laughs> I mean,
0: I'm just thinking like Artend is a good, a really good show. Um, yeah. but I'm thinking like Bloodstock's also a good festival for giving. Um, not new
1: blood
0: but do you know
1: what I mean like yeah you know, yeah, the opportunity to get on bills like that so that would be another good one to be on to be honest we, we played incineration
0: last year okay. um,
1: I was expect, I wasn't expecting anything to be honest because we were like first on the day we played like at two in the afternoon or something like that and I thought no one's going to give a shit no one's mm-hmm. going to come because the bill was proper Old school black metal, every band was proper old school black metal. We were on at two in the afternoon, and I thought no one would be there. And in the end, it was quite, we had like it was quite full actually. It was at the um, was the lecture ballroom, I think. Okay, yeah, and it was practically it was full. And I was like, okay, so we can play, we can play in a black metal uh festival, and actually, not being. I mean, not being called out as sellouts, or I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, like there's there's such. A, I've mentioned this numerous times on this podcast, but there's such a cool scene in the UK at the moment with bands come UK bands come through. It's insane. Like, um, like Pupil Slice released an album there not long ago. Um, Earner releasing one in August. You then have Wallowing who released a, an album, which just like it just. It's great to see, and, and like Arc Tangent's is another great festival where you know there could be a band you've never heard of playing at 11 o'clock in the morning, and the tent would be like almost full because people are there purposely for the music. So, like, you're in it, you're in a great space. Uh, this album is only gonna, you know, catapult you to great things. Like, it's it's wicked. Like, I've listened to it, ah, uh, you know work uh, into double figures at the moment um so it, it's brilliant and like that's what i'm thanks so much for your time um thank you very much taking time man. out and i wish you all the best success on this album tour uh the release in two weeks time and listen hopefully we'll catch you at a festival or a gig or somewhere. yeah this. absolutely yeah well,
1: have yeah. how about yeah. hang a
0: bit thank you very much man thank you thank you man take care have a good night